Hello and welcome to episode 52 of the Pen Addict Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss pens, paper and the analogue tools you love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined today by a man who takes his power from the mighty mythology of the heavens. He is Brador, the pen god. (laughs) I want a comic book now. I was looking at the comic book characters I have around my desk and saw Thor and thought I would go along that that sort of route. That's why Brador... Mm -hmm. Nice. I was always I was a, always a Thor fan when I was a kid. For some reason, uh, he he resonated with me. Thor and Spider Man were were my were my guys growing up. So cool. It's as if I knew I've got Nick Fury, the Hulk, Red Skull, Captain America, Batman, and Spider Man as well as Thor on my desk. And Thor was the one that I chose for you. Nice, nice. I like it. You know, my my physique is is quite similar. I yeah, I, I've seen photos. <laughs> Yeah, though, let's go uh, go the wrong direction real quick. So, <laughs> right, let's uh, let's uh, it's how things going? <laughs> yeah, things are good. Things are good. Mo- moving on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Segway master. Um, yeah. So uh, we we had a good episode last week um that i got a lot of feedback on you know we talked uh, mostly about how thinning out you know our, our about our, our fountain pen collections how we make purchases how we collect pens or you know why what are our purchases what's behind our purchasing purchasing decisions and you know more importantly kind of how many pens we use frequently you know like for, in my case how many fountain pens i have inked up and i kind of had a you know a, a dilemma on the quantity that i had um inked up and i got a follow-up email from uh daniel who initiated the uh the topic from last week and um daniel made a really good analogy that really hit home with me because um it, it's 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 another uh thing I, I i collect and 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 use a lot and which is cds he made this uh, cd analogy so let me let me i'll read a little bit of it real quick he says, as someone who has far too many fountain pens, I like to think of them as similar to my CDs. There are some I make use of all the time because they're my favorites, and others I pull out and make use of once in a while because, while I like them and wouldn't have them if I didn't, they're not the ones I want to put in a heavy rotation. Like my CDs, I want all these pens around so I can have access to them whenever I feel like. That doesn't mean I need to use my Parker Vacuumatic daily, just as I don't need to listen to Frank Zappa every day. So I thought that that was a really good analogy because um, I have a huge CD collection and I'm a huge, huge music fan. And, you know, and it it made me sleep a little better, <laughs> you know, knowing that I have eight or ten fountain pens inked up or, you know, it took some ones that I just purchased and cleaned them, you know, got the ink out of them, cleaned them up and stored them away. You know, it's just, you know. You know, I might have I'm a huge Smiths fan. You know, I've got 50 or 60 Smith CDs and, you know, they're my favorite band. And while I don't listen to them every day, you know, I'm glad I have all these CDs and they're here for when I want to listen to them. And, you know, I'll, I'll go and, and break them out and get great enjoyment out of it. So I, I thought that was a good analogy. And that made me that made me uh, settle down a little bit from like, I have to cut this down. You know, I was like trying to be like hardline, like, all right, I've got way too many. I've got to force myself to cut this down. And, you know, I'm going to I'm going to take a little bit slower. So. There were um, a couple other people that emailed. Well, we got some tweets right after the, um, right after the episode too. I forget who, who said it, but one of the persons uh, tweeted us said uh, something like, "If I don't use the pen within two weeks, it goes on eBay." And I was like, "Whoa, Whoa. that's a little that's a little harsh there." But yeah, he he said he said that's exactly what I do, and that's that's how I fund new pens that I'm going to buy. I was like, "Well, I couldn't do that. That's a little extreme." But um. I, I thought it was I thought it was good. You know, I'm still gonna cut down on the amount of pens that I have inked up, but I don't I'm gonna worry less about, you know, not using some of the pens that I own. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna worry about like I have to use everything all the time just to be fair to to the pens that I own and, and things like that. You know, I've always had that mental block like if I buy something, I wanna buy something to make sure I use it. So um, um, I thought that was a good analogy with the CDs because I'm definitely in that same boat being a, a, a man from the, the CD generation. I've still probably got five or 600 stored away somewhere that I don't really use anymore because everything's digital now. But um, that, was a, that was a big deal for me. I was a big CD collector. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
you got you got some mail this week, right? Yeah, I received a package in the mail, which I wasn't expecting to get so soon, and I was very happy. So um, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I bought one of the uh, Dome Leverworks projects, products, and projects. I guess it's a bit of both. Um, and I received, I think it's the four, it's four pen holster. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it's called. Four, four barrel holster, which is a much better term. Uh, yes. From Doan Paper, and it's it's really nice. It's it's kind of everything um, I was expecting um, for, from it. In all honesty, like nothing has surprised me because I was expecting a, a really good quality product, and, and that is exactly what I've got. It's got that great leather smell to it. Mm-hmm. Yep, smells great. Um, it's really nice color brown and the beautiful blue stitching that I was really excited about. Um, I found that it, obviously, you know, four pens do fit in it, but not always. It depends what I'm putting in there. Sometimes it's more like three. Like the Twisbees are really big barrels, um, like they're quite wide, mm-hmm. so they they kind of take up a bit more space. But I don't think I would want to put four in it. I'll probably be happy with like two in here. Um, I don't really know when I'm going to use this but I know I wanted it and I'm happy that I have it because it's one of those things that it's probably going to last forever because it's it's a really well made product and uh, you know it'll probably be something where when I'm when I'm when I'm not in a position where I'm um, leaving my pens somewhere else to where I you know where I would prefer to be using them so when they're not left, all left at work because I don't want to be carrying them backwards and forwards I've mentioned many times this is where I, like on my desk I would probably keep like a Twisby and a retro, my favorite retro in here, and they'd be nice and tucked away right next right. to me at all times. Right. Yeah, I have the uh, the previous model. This is uh, the new one. That you have the newer one. It's got a slightly different shape, and then he's got a different. Um, he's working with a different leather manufacturer, I believe, and it looked it looks very much the same. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece. The leather is like really nothing chunky. that I've ever used. It's yeah, nice. it's very rich. It's like buttery smooth, soft, and, and but it's mm-hmm. like really thick and. You can tell it's going to last forever. Um, but like you, I mean, it's called the four-barrel holster. And, yeah, if you're not using four big, fat fountain pens, you know, like a lot of the pens that we use, it puts four pens easily. But like you, I, I usually end up carrying three. Like if I'm carrying um, Lamy 2000, you know, Pilot Custom Heritage 912, and a Twisby, I mean, that's going to fill it up. Those are all three wide-barrel pens. Um, but it 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 breaks in very very well it's one of those products that gets better with age and i'm i'm super yeah. happy with mine so i, like I hope as, you enjoy yours as soon as i put put pens in it i notice like the changing like the stressing of the lever at the bottom and mm-hmm. i was like oh that's nice yeah yeah and it, like i said it just it really just gets better and better as the more i use it and it it gets breaked in broken in excuse me and um you know it forms to the shape of the pens a little bit you know in uh, obviously you're switching them around and putting them in different spots but it I'm very happy with it. It's a it's a cool product. It's one of the one of the favorite one of my favorite things that I've bought in a, in a long time. I like using it, and I I do carry that in my backpack when um I have uh the, the, when I'm carrying the normal amount of pens that I should be carrying. That's what I use. <laughs> <laughs> so it does it does work well in 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 the backpack. So, yeah, and that's so that's, that's this, my preferred thing because I don't want to carry you know two big fat pen cases no. or you know if I'm going back and forth to work I don't need to carry 20 pens so that's what I use say if I was transporting my pens every day this is what they would be in but but I I don't transport them in yep. all honesty that they stay in one place just because I'm, I I worry about damaging them yep yep I can I can definitely see that so I leave them where I use them the most which at the moment is at the office cool cool and um we I think you saw this you saw this tweet around when when I saw it or you might have you might have seen it first, but yeah, these um we got a tweet from I guess it was from Anna or Artis or some of our followers on Twitter um sent us a link from uh the Fountain Pen Geeks website, which I, I like those guys, Dan and Eric uh, at fpgeeks.com. They do a great job over there. And um they had a recent post with new Twisby models and both you and I are, are fans of Twisby. We like we like their style. We like we like the value that Twisby offers. They make some of the best bang for the buck pens on the market, in my opinion. You can get a really seriously good pen for a very good price, I think. And um, they had a, a post the other day um, with a bunch of the new Twisby models. Did you get a chance to go through that whole post and like look at all the links and all the new products and everything? I'm looking at the other links now. I only looked at the original images, but oh, mama. 
<laughs> so let me let me go let me just go through their post real real quick, and we'll link this in the show notes if you're not familiar with uh, FP Geeks, and um, you sh- you should definitely bookmark their site and uh, and and read it frequently. They post they do something like I don't do very frequently is they post a lot of news, right? So this is this is what I consider a news post. They're saying, hey, these new products are coming. You know, my I, I, I stick with reviews. Otherwise, you know, I don't have time for 10 or 20 posts a week. So no. I kind of stick with what I do best. And, you know, I like to read guys like Dan and Eric. And, you know, they have they use um, Aziza from um, Gourmet Pens and Ed Jelly right on this site, too. So they they have a lot of uh, a lot of news posts, a lot of more frequent articles um, just surrounding new products and things like that. So definitely check them out. But this Twisby post was really for. They're doing so. They have the Twisby Vac 700, which is a very large, full-size vacuum uh, filling fountain pen. Well, they made this prototype that they showed on FP Geeks. Link the picture for the Vac Mini, and that's real. That's one of the most beautiful pens that I think that they've designed yet. It's in my just, opinion, it's apt in these colors. It's absolutely <laughs> beautiful. And I'm looking at the other links, and oh my god. The 850 IROC. Yeah. Oh my word. <laughs> They're chrome. Chrome finish and matte finish. Is it aluminium? Probably. Yeah. Uh, oh. Is it? They don't say. When are all of these products going on sale, Brad? Wait, you need to yeah, tell me. That was that was the big question. And, and actually, uh, Dan posed that question. Anyone want to tar- start taking bets on a release date? So... Um, they don't have release dates yet. I mean, they're Twisby for all the products that they have. Their release schedule is pretty. I don't. How should I say it? It's they spread it out pretty well. They don't. They're not jamming a lot of new products at one time down everyone's throat. So they're spread out pretty well. So it could be up until next year that we'll see some of these because this that five eighty or eight fifty, excuse me, IROC. Um, that's been a prototype, I think, for a while, and it's pretty awesome. I mean, it's like an it's an all metal barrel. I don't know if it's aluminum or not. I, I don't have the specs on here, but they have a chrome finish one and a matte finish one, and it's just it's straight up beautiful. I mean, it's an awesome looking pen. Um, it's basically the five eighty, just all all chromed out, which is is pretty awesome. And I made fun of the name on Twitter the other day, the IROC. I know you're you're too young to know what an IROC is, aren't you, Mike? I don't know. I don't know. You're, what that is. you're too young and too British to know what an IROC is. But back in the back in the seventies and pro- mostly the eighties, the uh, the um, there was a Camaro the a Camaro model uh, Z twenty eight, I think IROC, and it was it was just you know that's what you uh, that's what all the cool kids drove you know in the eighties was the IROC Z, um, you know just a kind of a it's not really a muscle car but it's just kind of a, a Kind of a cool car. It was a, it was a hot car back in the, back in the seventies and eighties. So I kind of made a joke about that the other day. The name of it, it was was kind of funny to me, but it's a beautiful pen. And then they also link to you know some some other things in this in this article on FP Geeks. They link to uh, Twisby's working on their own notebooks, which look very nice. They look like they're going to be a good um, you know moleskin looking you know black covered notebook. Um, the one I really liked was the was the slim the. PPO81 Slim fountain pen that looked like a really good good model to me. And the Twisby Eco, which is going to be their entry-level fountain pen. I've read about this one before. It's going to be like the Lamy Safari um, of their Twisby product line. It's going to be like around a $30 price point, a good entry-level fountain pen. Um, you know, I think a more, um, you know, just a more straightforward barrel, simplistic nib, things like that. So it, uh, but it's still going to be a, a piston filler, I believe. So that's a that's a pretty good price for you know a thirty dollar pen or so. So that that would be nice if um, we get to see the see some of these before the year is out, and some of them like the like the eight fifty IROC we may not see for a while. Do but you know um, the the, fir- the first post that Fountain Pen Geeks had on the eight fifty was in October of two thousand and eleven. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they said in one of the one of their sort of I went I started l- looking through the chain and they're like mm-hmm. we we uh, our first article was published way back in October 2011 that simply included design renders. Wow. Wow. But I, I do like how uh, Twisby does um 
you know they released some of that some of that stuff earlier. They're like, hey, this is what we're looking on. It's like the uh, it's like the car show where they have the prototype cars. You know, you like you'll never see them on the road, but you know, hey, this is what we're working on, and maybe you'll see some of this stuff integrated into our our product line in the near future. And uh, I think Twisby does a, a good job with that. I think they post most of it on their Facebook page. I don't I don't use Facebook, but um, you know, if you if you're on Facebook, check out Twisby on Facebook. They post a lot of images like this, and I think that's where uh, FP geeks are seeing all this information about all the cool new stuff that Twisby's coming up with. Well, you know, I want to just get one of these products soon because they all amazing. <laughs> Um, if they could just give me any of them, I'll be happy. Yeah, I mean, it's like they don't—they're not playing around. It's not just like we're working on this one pin. I mean, there's like they have you know five different things in you know in the hopper right now that they're working on. So I like the um, the mini oh, on on the picture on the um, the Twisby post that we're looking at the main one the the black faceted mini one that's on the right hand side of that image. That one that one's mine. Whenever it whenever it comes out, so it they looks all look cool. like design renders to me, though. Yeah, I know so they do. That by looking, but judging by that, it's going to be a long time till we get them. I know, I know. But anyway, anyway, I'm now cool. I've now oh. just uh, liked their page on Facebook, so I can uh, try and find some stuff. Okay, cool, awesome. And one one more thing about FP Geeks before we move on, I've um. I've been more active this week. They have a really nice forum at FP Geeks. Um, definitely check that out. Um, it's it's a good. I, I like the layout. I like the community. It's a good good growing community. Very helpful. Um, you know, I've I've very much um, enjoyed it. I've been trying to use it more over the past week just because I like those guys and want to support those guys. So, um, and the, and you will definitely notice some of the names uh, on the board if you. If you're into into the pins at all, so you'll see some of the same people on on Twitter that you're that are talking on this board and things like that. So anyway, I just wanted to give them a, give them a shout out for their uh, for their FP Geeks forum, which is is very cool. Yeah, so, I hear I hear the FP Geeks forum mentioned a lot. I don't yeah. feel like I have the knowledge to be there. Oh no, that's the thing. I mean, it's like I mean, it's like totally beginners to experts i mean people buying their first fountain pens are posting on there and you know i posed a question you know about inks yesterday that i don't you know i didn't even hesitate to to make the post just because you know i didn't have the knowledge and you know got some responses and things like that so no it's totally for beginners beginners to to experts and er everywhere in between so you should you should absolutely chime in maybe i will yeah you should you should so it's a it's a nice community over there. I'm very much enjoying it. So I think that's uh I think that's all the kind of the the follow up catching up stuff I got to do. If you want to uh, talk about our sponsor, and then I've got an interesting topic that is kind of a, a a combination of a few things we've talked about in the past. Do you know this show now has hypercritical levels of follow up? Eighteen <laughs> eighteen minutes of follow up. Yeah, I like, mean, I love oh, I, it. I think it's great. I, I I really like because I am such a fan of Hypercritical, mm -hmm. the old show on Five by Five. Like I even I've even I listen. I've started listening again. I'm up to like episode thirty nine. Mm -hmm. um, from the beginning, you went from the beginning from, again. From the beginning, yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I really enjoy it. I really really enjoy it. And um, I like that a show like this one. It's become such a thing now you know for us and, and for, mm. for the people around us that you know we get sent in stuff and we have other things that we need to address and i really like that i think that for me personally that shows the maturity of a show i don't know how good it is for new listeners um that was something that john syracuse always used to talk about especially in sort of the final episode so i'm going to put that one in there actually i think it was called metacritical uh, where he sort of criticized the show and he criticized the um um the idea of follow up and the fact that it was at the start because it made it made it difficult for pe new people coming to the show. Mm -hmm. But he still says that he always would have wanted it that way because it made sense to him, and it makes sense to me to have it um, then as well because it's like your it's the continuation of last week's content. Right. I mean, I I definitely see John's point to where it could be different difficult for a new listener. Actually, I get some emails saying, hey, I'm a new listener. Have you discussed this or things like that? But I think 
I think it absolutely helps with the with the continuity of the episode. People can be engaged in the podcast knowing that, you know, we've discussed a topic and even if they don't email us, you know, in their interim or, or tweet us that we're likely to mention that again and they will know where we're coming from, you know, yeah, exactly. on that particular topic. Or, yep. you know, we could ask a question, you know, to listeners and we can follow up with the answers on a future episode and things like that. I, I, I just think it really engages the community around the podcast to have this type of discussion, you know, and, and I've said it before, we could do a whole, we could just do our whole episodes on just, you know, all the follow-up stuff from the week, you know, all the emails and tweets and answering questions. And actually I want to do a, um, an episode coming soon, like an all questions answered kind of episode um, soon. So, you know, I, I like doing that because it's actually, sometimes it feels like a, a there are some main topics that I want to approach and do specific things and do some larger discussions around. But sometimes, you know, I just want to chat with you and, and talk about pins and, and talk about what we've talked about before and what people are asking questions about. So I think, I think it works out well for us. I think it's a good, it's a good format for our type of show. I agree. Um, and, and something that John used to say was that he thinks it would be weirder to put it at the end because then you're having a whole conversation in between last week's topics. So last week, new topic, follow up on last week kind of seems strange so i agree yeah but anyway let's talk about squarespace (laughs) all right let's let's so i want to take a brief moment just to thank our fine friends and the great folks over at squarespace.com who give you absolutely everything you need to make an amazing website me and brad both have our personal sites there it's my personal site mikehurley.net brad has uh, penaddict.com i would like to tell you show your attentions to our field notes pages and you'll see them in the uh, in the lists there, you know, like in our navigation right at the top. Both mine and Brad's sites, which look which do look very different, are both built with uh, fantastic Squarespace templates, and they look great on all devices. Brad's recently redesigned his site, and I think it looks even better than ever, especially on the phone. Um, I think it looks really, really great. And you'll see that we both created these field notes pages. So we've created those pages. If you go to for example, mikehurley.net forward, just go mikehurley.net and you'll see field notes collection or penaddict.com and you see field notes right at the top. And you'll see that we've both created these pages and we were able to do those using Squarespace's page layout system called um, Layout Engine. Um, and with that, we were able to drag and drop. So for example, I wanted to put to, to put the photos around and put them in the order that I wanted from when I sort of first purchased to now and as I've collated more and i'm able to just in the web browser drag and drop these images around and you and and i'm able to resize them all within the web browser it's so simple i don't need to learn any code or anything like that it's just the way i would want it to be if i was going to create a grid of of icons i would want to be able to drag and drop them like if it was resizing images in a powerpoint for example that's how simple it is you just can click the the, uh, adjusters and drag them to make them larger or smaller and move them around the page. It's so simple, and that's what I love about Squarespace. It's how easy you can throw something like that up. It took me for, like, even to upload the images. You drag them into the web browser, into the little, it says, like, upload an image here. You can click it, or you can drag it from your desktop into your browser, and it uploads into the page. And I just love that stuff. I just think, really, it's great that I don't have to worry. All I need to worry about is putting my content online. So I've kind of deviated from the regular discussion that we have with Squarespace, but um, I think that that's a good sort of, you know, this is how we did it. Squarespace have everything you need. Um, Great hosting, great integration. They have Squarespace Commerce where you can sell products. It's brilliant. They have 24-7 customer support. Find out more and try it out for yourself. Go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. You can start your free trial there. Uh, Squarespace plans start at $10 a month for their standard plan and $20 a month for their unlimited plan. If you sign up and pay up front for one year, you'll get 20% off these prices. If you sign up for two years, you'll get 25% off. But don't forget to use the code 70 decibels for that 70DEC I-B-E-L-S and the number four and you will get an additional 10% off your first order. So go check out Squarespace, everything you need to make an amazing website. Is that okay, Brad? I I kind of went off script totally. Yeah, no, I thought it was good for a a change. You mixed it up. It was more of a uh, uh, use case, which um, actually I think is, is, is better. Um, You know, it's, it's really, it's, it's a very simple product to use. And I think I mentioned last week when I did my site redesign, I mean, it's when I decided to do the redesign, I'm sitting on the couch at like one o'clock at night. And I think I go, I think I'm gonna redesign the site. You know, (laughs) it's not like, 
all right, you know, a week of planning. Let's put on a pot of coffee and get some Red Bull going and let's dig into the back end. I mean, I think I said it took me 30 minutes to redo everything that I wanted to do. So, I mean, it's just for me, it that's what 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 I'm looking for is a site that looks great, is easy to use, and I don't have to manage all the back end code. That's why I've never gone to WordPress and done like WordPress installs because I don't want to have to upgrade my own backend code. I want someone else to handle that, so I'm happy to pay Squarespace to do that. And for me, that's what works. So, cool. That's my that's my speech. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> so, I have a topic I would like to discuss that is kind of a culmination or kind of a uh, a merging of of quite a few different topics. One is you know my top five list that people enjoy um, you know second is the state of the big box retailers like staples office max your large you know. Uh, retail establishments that carry office supplies, and then you know related into that the things you cannot buy at a retailer. So we got a I got a tweet from uh, Brian Esposito who's on Twitter at Espoari E S P O W A R I A R I, and he says uh, article idea top ten pens under ten dollars that you can't buy at a big box store. So I thought that that was. Uh, I thought that was a really good question, and it was actually when I decided to do this topic, it was actually harder than I thought, and I'll talk about that in a second. But I wanted to follow up um, an email I got. It's probably been a month or two since I did my last little rant on the the state of the big box retailer, and I actually got an email from a guy that applied at Office Max, and I've saved this email ever since he sent it. um, Randy sent in this email, and I wanted to read it because it pretty much – I mean – it's not surprising at all, you know, what he says in this email to me anyway. But um, I, just, I just wanted to read it out because it's just – it's kind of um, what we're up against, if you will. So I'm, I'm going to read this. It's a little bit long, but let me read through it because I think it's good. It says, Dear Brad, great podcast yesterday about Japanese pins and why they are so scarce. A couple weeks ago, I applied for a part-time gig at the lo- local Office Max, hoping to pick up extra bucks to feed my habit and, if possible, take advantage of any employee discounts. The hiring manager asked why I believed I was qualified, to which I replied that I had a semi-encyclopedic knowledge of pens and how they might improve their sales of writing instruments. Young Mr. Manager suppressed a lip curl and replied that the store's customers did not really care about pens so long as they write and are cheap. This, to my mind, is one of the things wrong with big retailers. They offer only mediocre crap because they believe no customer will want a better or more specialized product. My response was to say offering a wider variety of writing instruments might provide a marginal competitive advantage to the store. He said this didn't matter as there was no real margin on pins. Now admittedly I was less than an ideal interviewee but this incident may illustrate why Office Max, Staples, Office Depot won't devote three hooks say to the Pilot High Tech C or the Zebra Sarari. I think if you offered great pins most customers might accept a slight markup but maybe that's just me. Thanks. So that's pretty disappointing. (laughs) It's it's not surprising, right? I mean, they're not a pen store. They're filling a need of someone who's coming to buy in. Gen- in general, they're filling the need of someone who's coming in to buy large quantities of office supplies. Yeah. And so they're getting, you know, the cheapest pens. If they're cheap and they're right. They're going to sell it. So that's kind of that's kind of what we're up against. And why, you know, that's why I write a blog called the Pen Addict and finding other things that aren't available there that are so much better. So. I thought that was kind of that really summed it up in a nutshell what the thought process is behind these retailers. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a shame. I mean, I understand you know, I understand that that maybe not all of their product, you know, that their customers do, but I'm sure they get some that do. And and I feel that maybe even people that are going into this store are not just picking up what's in the office supply cabinet, at least care a little bit more. And then you'll get people like, you know, people like us go into these shops and have a look around. And I don't know. It's a a shame. It's a shame. Right. Like I I always said, I mean, you know, not everyone's going to have the the level of of, uh, craziness that we have around pens. But 
if you just take, you know, one second to buy one thing different than what you would find like in the office supply cabinet, you know, just take one little step up and you're just be in a lot better shape, you know, in in your writing instruments. But anyway, that's uh everyone knows my stance on that. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. my rant. But um it uh but hey, this is a precursor to our rant, a rant I have at the end. So um that's a tease. Everyone needs to stay around for my rant I have at the end. It's a good one. Oh, I'm excited. But um let's get into Brian's real question. So just to recap, the question is the top 10 pens under $10 that you cannot buy at a big box store. So it's pretty much retailers, you know, online retailers. And in my case, all the pens that I use, I think I pretty much found all these at jet pens just because, I mean, obviously I love them um, and have used them forever and obviously have worked for them. And, um, you know, I, they, they do, they stock, they do merchandising better than anyone, I think, pretty much. So um, let me go through my list. We'll talk about it. And, um, you know, if you have any questions about them, chime in, Mike. And this was, like I said, this was harder than I imagined because I, I tried to be somewhat strict to where, you know, like if they – like the Pilot High Tech C, you can get it at the store now in like the Pilot G Tech C form, right? So I didn't say, well – the Pilot High Tech C 0.3 millimeter. Um, they only carried the 0.4 millimeter at Staples, so I didn't say I didn't take the easy route and say, "Well, the 0.3 millimeter that's a better one, and you can't buy that in the store." I tried not to do that, you know. So I tried to get things that you really can't buy at a store, in, you know, another tip size or you know something something relatively relatively summer same product line but a different size different color things like that so i tried to be as strict as i could so let me go through the ones that i came up with number one for me was super easy and then after that it was all downhill from there (laughs) 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 after number one it was hard but number one is the uniball sino dx this is the one that they call the the model number is um151 which a lot of people refer to this pen as the um151 and i've always been on, I've, I've always said the same thing about this, uh, the Sino DX, and I, I know it's pronounced Signo. Y'all don't have to tell me that. I, I just can't say Signo. Sino is better. It makes <laughs> it's more Sino, sense. It's the Sino to me. But in the stores, they have you know the Sino 207, the Sino RT, in, in various different versions. The UM151 Sino DX is different. It is absolutely different. I will go to my grave saying it's different. It writes different. It writes better. It feels better. It feels different. That's that's my favorite pen that you cannot buy at a store. And I tell that to people all the time. You know, if you know if you want something at the store, here's one list. But if you want to try something that's really good, it's really cheap, um, that's going to write really really well compared to anything else you've ever used. It's the Sino DX, and that's. For years, that's been the pen I've recommended more than any, and it's never been available in any store that I've seen. And I, w- I want to clarify: we're talking about big rock, big box retailers here. You know, if you go to, um, you know, Mido, like in San Francisco, or um, I can't pronounce this, the Kanokanuyu bookstore in New York and San Francisco, you're going to find these pens. Those are specialty retailers. We're talking about, you know, the big box stores here. So make sure you tell me the name of that place in San Francisco, a little closer to the to WWDC. I'll be going there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kanoka, you uh, bookstore and my Mido. <laughs> you might need to, uh, to send me those. <laughs> yeah. I think I've linked it in one of the other podcasts before, but I don't know that I've ever, ever actually said the word. <laughs> Um, so that was my number one. My number two is a pen that I've been talking about a bunch and a bunch of people have ordered on my recommendation and have enjoyed it. Fortunately, that's always a scary thing for me when I recommend pens and everyone orders it and says, oh, this is terrible. But uh, the autographic liner has been a huge surprise, continues to be a huge surprise, continues to be in my top five pens list all around. And it, it's just a Flat out great pen that I enjoy writing with a lot, and you picked up one of these recently, didn't you, Mike? Yep, and um, I even told Dan to get one too. We've got we've, cool. got we've got Dan Benjamin on the bandwagon, guys. He's he's joining us. He's joining the pen addict ranks. Yeah, Dan posted a tweet. We'll have to post that tweet. Uh, he had he had two fountain pens in uh, his tweet the other day, and I was like, uh oh, the the big boss man has got the bug. So uh, we'll, have to, a, uh, a we'll have to we'll have to. 
yeah, we'll have to get him on, but he's got a Pelican M205 and a Kawiko AL Sport. Don't worry, yeah. guys. That was with mine. Mine and Brad helped him with that. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, he, and uh, I, I was proud of him for getting the clip on the on the Kawiko because I think that makes him look so much better. Well, ov- you know, obviously somebody told him to get that. <laughs> I, I I said you you got to get the clip. You've got to get it because yeah, it looks better and it's function more functional. Yep. yep. And he got he found Jay Herb in Pearl Noir on his own. Yeah, that was a great choice. I figured you told him that, but if he no. found that on his own, that was that would probably be in the top few inks that um, I would recommend to someone trying. You know, the first time the Jay Herman inks is a really uh, easy ink to use. Um, yeah, he and it said, works what, real well. And Pearl Noir gets a, a lot of good exactly. reviews. He said, he, I think he, he he was looking through like the top lists on mm-hmm. Japan's. He was like, "What do you think?" I was like, per- "You said you, I think I said you will love it. You think it's great. It's a good good color, good yep. good ink, good solid ink." But anyway, sorry, I've derailed you. Yes, no, no, no. I, I, I forgot we should we should have talked about that in the beginning too. But uh, yes, we'll we'll link to Dan's uh, pictures. I thought it was pretty cool. So anyway, the Odo Graphic Liner. That's number two. Just that's that's one of those pens that it's cheap enough to where you can just throw it in an order sometime and try it out to see if you like it. I was impressed with it, and it's got a um, it's a and it's got a pigmented ink and a very firm tip and comes in lots of different sizes. So I, I very much enjoyed it. Um, the third one is the Monteverde Poquito, which is a mini pen that I use a lot. It's probably the most – it's one of the two most expensive pens on here. This is actually a, a straight-up $10 pen. So it's not cheap, but um, it, it stayed under the limit. And it's a it's a portable pen that I clip like inside, you know, like a Field Notes cover or a Dome Utility Journal cover. And it's it's got a really good ballpoint ink cartridge. That's what sold me on it is the um, ballpoint ink cartridge. Um, right, it's really smooth and really dark, and it's also um, got a stylus that works really well on the other end of the pen. It's a it's a twist it's a twist pen, so the stylus doesn't get in the way at all. Um, and the stylus works very well on you know your your devices. You know, it works great on my iPhone and stuff like that. And I'm very I'm on my second one of these because it's so tiny and small. I washed the first one in my pants pocket one day, so. I'm on number two of the Pokito. I liked it that much. I went ahead and ordered another one real quick because I didn't like being without it. The fourth one is a really cool pencil. It's called the Tombow Olno Body Knock Pencil. And I've recommended this to people a few times who just want – it's a more casual pencil compared to like a Kurutogo Roulette or, you know, like a Rotring. You know, it's not It's not a real – it's an everyday use type of pencil, not a um, – you know, it's not an engineering or drafting type pencil. And what it does is it allows you to extend the, extend the lead just by clicking the middle of the pen. So there's like a, um, it's called the body knock really because there's almost, you can't feel it, but there's almost like a break in the middle of the pencil and you just use pressure. Like you never have to leave your writing position to extend the lead. You just kind of make this little move <laughs> with your fingers. It's hard to explain on the on the microphone, but um, it actually I have a couple of these and it works really really well. And it's I think it's under five bucks. Some and great colors. They're cool. Yeah, they're cool looking. They did a great job on the design. This is something that if you get that if you buy this pencil, no one else is going to have this pencil. This is one you show off to your friends and they'll go, oh, cool, what is that? And you, you can tell them and show them how it works. And it's a great writer. It's very comfortable. Um, it's one of my favorite pencils outside of the uh, the Kurutoga and the, the drafting style pencils that I like so much. It's probably, I don't know, maybe one of the few that I use outside of those. And like you said, they, they have really cool colors on them. Um, the next one, number five, is a pen that I fell in love with a couple years ago and actually forgot about until I started writing this article. And I, I might have to get get it back out because I really enjoyed it when I used it. And this is another branch out type of pen to where if you haven't used something like this before, you want to this is the one you want to look at. It's the Kurataki Fudego Kochi brush pen in super fine. So brush pens, most people think about um, having a large, very large, flexible bristle tip pen. This is almost more of a porous tip pen. It's the super fine. It's got a firmer tip. It's not a. It's not a very um, expressive brush, if you will. It's more of a finer, firmer brush tip. And I use this pen to write notes with. I mean, I've had I had a lot of got a lot of enjoyment out of this pen. And I think you know this kind of 
this pin is it, it kind of really sums up the the whole feel of this list. This is kind of a list you want to look at for something if you want to branch out from the norm. You know, that's kind of the gist behind this whole list. You can't find these pins regularly. Maybe you've never tried a brush pin before or something like that. So this is kind of the first one you might want to consider trying if you've ever thought buying a brush pin or, you know, a different kind of pencil or a mini pin or anything like that. So that's that's kind of the uh, the gist behind this list. Um, I enjoy that pin a lot. And, you know, the number six item on this list is one I recommend a ton and is also one of those branch out items. And I think you have this pin on my recommendation. It's the Kokuyu Beetle Tip Highlighter. Of course. Um, that's, I mean, in my book, it really can't be beat for a highlighter just because of its um. It's it's functionality. You can do different things with it, different line widths, um, you know, wide, medium, super fine, underlining. It it does it all. It looks cool. Um, you know, it'll freak your friends out when they when they see it. Um, so it's a it's a it's a really good highlighter. It's about the only highlighter I recommend. And you know, you just can't pick up something like this at at Staples or Office Max. Um, the next one is 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 I think tied for the. It's another $10 pen, but I, I had to include it because it's – you can get some similar things at the store, but um, nothing really as great as this, and that's the Tombow Air Press. And this is a pen I don't talk about enough. This is a pen I like to keep in my car because it is a um, – it uses a pressurized refill. It's a ballpoint pen, pressurized refill like the Fisher Space Pen. It comes in a really great barrel. Wow. Um, it's, really, it's really well designed. This it's really durable. Awesome. Yeah, it's got a super, super fantastic clip on it. Um, the knock mechanism is really solid. Um, you know, it's not the purest ballpoint writing experience, you know, compared to like a Jetstream, but the functionality and the type of things that you use this pen for, it, it's one of the best. It's it's really kind of like the all-weather pen. It'll write in the rain. It'll It can stand the freezing cold. It can stand the super hot. That's why I said I keep this pen in my car um, with the journal I keep in my car because I know it's not going – nothing's going to happen to this pen until I ran out of it, and I've already run one of them out. I've used it so much in my car. Um, it's one of the best pressurized refill pens um, like I said, like at the store, I think uh, Pilot is starting to put their downforce. Um, I think I've seen that in the store shelves, um, which is a pressurizing refill pen. But it's not as good as this air press. It's actually not even close, um, just mainly because of the barrel design and clip and knock and looks of it. This is a killer pen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the next one, I wouldn't be surprised if one day it did come into the office supply stores. Um, out of this whole list, if any of them showed up besides maybe the Uniball Sino DX, it would be the Pentel Vicuna. It's a it's Pentel's version of the hybrid ballpoint ink pen, like the Jetstream, like the Sorari, um, like the Pilot Acroball. This is Pentel's version. It's the Vicuna. I didn't like this pen at first. I thought it was a little bit globby, a little bit messy. And then I ordered a 0.5 millimeter and I ordered the multi-pen and I kind of I kind of fell in love with it because the I used the black ink on it, which I'm more of a blue ballpoint ink guy. I don't like the blue as much, but the black Vicuna is really, really dark and rich and clean and writes a really good line. So I was very, I'm always very happy with this pen. Um, and like I said, it's you know it's a base hybrid ink ballpoint. So I wouldn't be surprised one day if Pentel put it in the store, you know, named it something, named it something other than the Vicuna, I guess, because I, I think that's the rule for any pen company. If they make something in Japan and it's successful, they make it in the US and change the name, which makes complete sense, right? Sorry. <laughs> I'm so negative. It's okay. <laughs> um number nine is a pen I reviewed in the first one or two months of the pen addict back in 2007, maybe early 2008. And it's still popular. It still sells a lot and it's still not available in a store and probably never will be. Um, but the platinum preppy fountain pen, um, is a really, you know, you're not going to find hardly any fountain. You'll find a few fountain pens under, um, under $10 at the store, like the pilot varsity, um, I think is one you can find at the store. I was not a fan of that pen at all. Um, the Platinum Preppy, on the other hand, it's got a really fine nib. It comes in a lot of colors. 
I mean, I think for about three fifty, it's a really, it's a really good, um, it's a really good writing pen. Um, it, it does a good job on on paper. It's fun to use. As a matter of fact, when I um, back when I was at my at my my current job, but before I went and left for jet pens, I left a bunch of um, you know I brought everyone a bunch of pens before I left, and just this morning one of the guys was using um one of the platinum preppy fountain pens that I had left in our in our meeting this morning before I left work. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty neat because he's probably had it for a couple of years now and the ink's just about out of it. I don't think he uses it every day. But um I thought that was kind of funny that um just this morning he was using the green um platinum preppy that I left there before. So that was kind of neat. Have you ever have you ever used the preppy? Have you ever No, I haven't just one on the, Yeah, it's like a it's, I mean, it's a complete disposable fountain pen, you know, it's, but it's got, it's got nice colors. Like you can get a blue black one, um, and they're fine, fine nibs, very firm, firm, fine nib. It writes very cleanly. Um, it's a really, really popular disposable fountain pen and it's actually not all that disposable. People have yeah. made these in, into eyedroppers and done different things with them. With I've the seen barrels, it, so. but I thought yeah. this would just be a waste. I, I'm not going to use yeah. it. Like it's, it would, it would just be a waste really. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, it's a, it's a fun pen to try, but it's not, it's not ever going to replace any of my main fountain pens or anything like sure. that, or I'm not going to use it instead of a high tech C or something, but it's, it's a fun, it's a fun pen to try. If you've never tried a fountain pen, I think that was the first fountain pen that I bought from a, from jet pens i don't think i'd tried really any fountain pens before that point so i wanted to just try something out and look where i'm at now so it's a gateway drug be careful yeah totally <laughs> um the last one is the uni live pigment sign pen um i use a lot of marker style pens a lot of drawing type pens um and this is a really really inexpensive uh pen that leaves a really dark line. It's pigmented ink. Um, it's got a porous tip. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those pens. It, it's a good spot on number 10 cause it, it, it's nothing special, but it's one, if you used it, I think you would really enjoy it. Um, out of a, you know, I use a lot of secure Pigma microns, which didn't make the list cause they actually are available at a lot of retailers. Um, this is kind of a replacement for that, that I've never seen at a store. And it's, it's just something, uh, it's something I like a lot. So, um, you know, it's a good, it's a good marker style pen, which I don't think on this list, I really had anything, anything like that, because actually that's one thing the, the retailers do do a decent job at is the, the marker felt tip style pens. You can get some pretty good ones in the store there. Um, you know, like the micron or the Sharpie pen and things like that. So, um, so yeah, that's my, uh, that's my top 10 list of pens under $10 that you cannot buy at the store. So uh, I appreciate Brian sending in that question. It was fun trying to put this list together. And like I said, it was harder than I thought. I really had to do some, uh, some thinking about it. And it actually got me thinking about some pens that I haven't used in a while, like the, uh, the Kurataki uh, brush pen, which that's an awesome pen. I love that pen. I'm going to go, uh, go get it out after this uh, show. So I'm bringing it to work tonight and use it. Cause that's a, that's a fun pen to use. That give us what we've all been waiting for. <sighs> okay. So I've got a rant, and I don't want to be unfair because that's not my intention because I, I understand where these folks are coming from. But this is in response to a tweet. Um, let me give a little background. I made a tweet. I don't even remember what day it was on. I don't know. Was this weekend maybe? I'll have to look at it. We're gonna. I'll link, I'll link the conversation in the uh, – in the show notes, but I made a post, um, about, I had, these are all my fountain pens I had currently inked up. It's a lot of pilot products, um, with a lot of pilot inks like Eroshizuku and blue black. I don't even, I can't even remember which all I used. Anyway, all I said was uh, my tweet said currently inked and it showed a picture of all the little ink samples that I just wrote. Pilot pen USA responded. They said, now that's some ink we love to see. Which pilot pen is assisting you today? Mm. So, I, I let me back up a little bit. I've talked with the the. I don't know who runs the Pilot Pen USA account. It's me. They are, no, that's, yeah, that's not me. they are they are very nice. They talk to me and they DM me all the time. They've sent me the Acrobals in the past. They're very very good. 
this is not a knock on them because I just don't I my rant is basically I just don't think they know everything and it's not to be expected so it's I don't want to be unfair to them I think the people behind the account are totally fine but what happened was I said they said which pilot pen is assisting you today I said I love the custom heritage fountain pen that's my PO nib pen I said bring it to the US and then, you know, I had someone chime in. It's like, I second that, <laughs> and, you know. And so Pilot Pen's response, and this is what got me on the rant. It says, thank you for your suggestion. In the meantime, they're available on Amazon here. And that really upset me. And maybe I'm reading more into this than I should. But number one, this is a product. So they linked me to the Pilot Custom Heritage 92 so I wasn't specific in the number that I asked them for. So they said they're available. They linked me to the Pilot Custom Heritage 92 on Amazon. That rubbed me the wrong way for two reasons. Number one, if they're linking me to a pin that their company carries and sells in the United States, they should be able to link it on the Pilot Pin USA website. That's number one. Number two... They have several vendors, several vendors that I support and you support and that are my friends like Jet Pins and Goulet Pins and Anderson Pins and Richards Pins that carry the Pilot 92 that they linked on Amazon and they didn't link to these fine retailers carry this product. So I got a little – I didn't respond obviously that just it rubbed me the wrong way i guess you know my response was you know i was very passive in my response i said that's just the 92 the 91 the 912 and the roshizuku color demonstrators are needed and the goulet pins chimed in and that's when it really got me thinking about this whole topic it says goulet pins were correctly responded said it's already here though just in clear right now we would love to see more colors that means goulet pins like hey we're part, we're a customer of yours. We carry this pen and it's getting linked through Amazon. I, maybe I'm wrong. You tell me if I'm wrong, but I, it just, it rubbed me the wrong way that number one, they couldn't even link a product, a fountain pen product that is very awesome on their own website to show me more about a product they carry in the U S. And then number two, they link to it on Amazon when there's all these vendors out there like the Goulets and like jet pens that carry this product. So I, I didn't say anything to them. And, you know, cause I, I, am not an extremist. I don't want, I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not trying not to be that guy, but it, it just, those two things about it really kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And it's not the people behind the Twitter account. It's not, it's by no means their fault. No, it's not an indictment on them. They just maybe not don't know, but it just kind of solidifies my thoughts about the state we're in with pen products in Japan versus pen products in the USA and what um, the beliefs of these companies are in supporting bringing over products that are great from Japan and then supporting the vendors here in the U S that purchase their products for them. So, you know, that, that, that's my rant. I don't, I don't want it. It's not an indictment on the, the, the people behind the Twitter account themselves. It's just more the overall, the overall topic of, you know, importing pins and, and, you know, the handling the products that you carry and, and knowing your product lines and things like that. So, so the seller anyway. that they linked to is some mm-hmm. mom, a mom, a mom and pop, mom and pop shop mm-hmm. um, called Premium Japan. And they're a husband and wife team that mm-hmm. sell Japanese products on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So they will buy things for you and ship them to you. Mm-hmm. This is not the people they should be linking because they are not. They they sell everything. I'm on their on their page now. They sell right. they sell a bunch of pen and paper stuff, but they sell knives, like cutting knives, you know, for food. Mm-hmm. They sell mm-hmm. small action figures, cameras. What they should have, they and as well, more than anything. They shouldn't be linking to a specific vendor. You know, mm-hmm. if Park, Park, uh, Pilot should not be doing that unless they have one 
vendor that they sell through. They should be linking mm-hmm. back to a Parker page that says you can buy it here, here, here. Right. That's what they should be doing. Yeah, I thought the link should have gone. That that's the first thing I looked at. It's like, why are they, why are they telling me this pen's available in the U.S. and then don't send me a link to the Pilot Pen USA website that shows this pen. That's what it should be. Yeah. So that's when it got me thinking, and then the Goulets responded, and I was like, well, yeah, if they didn't link them to on their website, they should at least be, you know, linking to say, you know, here's some vendors that carry it, you know, Goulet, Jet Pens, Richards Pens, things like that. It just struck me as very odd the the way they the way they did that. So anyway, and like I said, I know this is gosh, this is not an indictment on the people that run that account. I mean, they just may not know. And I, I like I said, I've talked to them, you know, online and offline, and they're super nice. But you know, it it, it really struck me as odd, and it kind of fits in with a lot of the thoughts I've had about... Yeah, well, this is know. this is a problem that me and you keep coming back to, which is the issue of the Japanese companies that set up United States subsidiaries who then don't carry the same products or even acknowledge in some instances that they exist. Right. That that's it. This is a problem that is across the industry, um, and it's not the fault of the person who's on, operating the social media account because they don't exactly. have an clearly don't have an official line from uh, from Pilot about this because Pilot don't even talk about it on their page. So what can they do? Right. They have right. to make right. a choice. Whoever they, they choose, actually, you know. If they if they chose Goulet, yeah. then there's going to be other places, you know, jet pens and places sure. like that. They're also going to be going to be out of luck. Right, right. So, and and on Pilot's page, to their credit, they do link to the Nakaya brand, and then they link to a bunch of the pens that fall under the Nakaya brand, which is a higher end fountain pen line. And it's got a lot of the pens that I'd love to see more of in vendors across the U.S. And some, a few of them carry them. Like Richard's pens goes a little bit deeper in this product line, but like the pens specifically that I was discussing and that they we discussed, it, it's not listed on that page either. So, but they they do list a lot of other similar pens on that page. So there is some right. fountain pens, some rare or some higher end special um, Japanese pens on that on that page, but not what the particular that? one that on the we're pilot, talking about. Where is that on the pilot page? Um, you should look for a link called Nakaya. Nakaya. I'm sorry, Nakaya. I'm Namiki. I, I'm have a I have a Namiki. I'm having a Nakaya fascination because I was just reading an email about another another person saying I needed to have some more higher end pens on my top five list, and the, the Nakaya pen <laughs> is the one that is on the top of my list. But it's Namiki. Yes, I'm sorry. See, that was this that's is, right. This you, is the funny thing. Like I knew you were saying that wrong, <clears throat> but I still don't feel like I can correct you. I feel like I must be wrong. No, no. Well, you already you already said uh, Parker instead of Pilot once yeah, on this episode, so I'll let you off the hook there. I so. know. I, I always do that, and I could feel myself double-checking and triple-checking. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Namiki, not Nakaya. And you I mean Pilot, me. not Parker. Yes. So it's uh yeah I'm 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 pro at mixing up uh mixing up the brand names all the time. This is like three out of the last four episodes probably I've done that. Sorry, but yes, Namiki. There's a cool Namiki page, and um, it's got you know list of collections, and it's got a lot of the things like the Vanishing Point on there, um, the Pilot Custom seventy four, which um a lot of vendors carry, like the Goulets, which is a cool pen, and I'll probably get one of those one day. But and and they have the Preras on here, but um not the ninety, not the Custom Heritage ninety twos and the ninety ones and nine twelves, anything that we discuss. So whatever they they do have a link to to some, but. It was just a, it was a telling conversation, if you will. Cool. So that's all. That's my rant. It was good. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta have at least you know one one rant a month, I guess. So that was, that was my rant. Awesome. I love the rants. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't want to. I don't know. Right, we're at an hour, I, so we should yeah, probably so, wrap up. Yeah. Well, I just want to say. You know, I I have opinions. My opinions are my own, and I'm not going to shy away. I'm I'm not going to ignore what I think is you know some uh, a, a fair discussion point. I think things like this are fair discussion points, and I have an opinion on them, and I'm going to state it on the blog, and I'm going to state it on the podcast. I'm not just gonna, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to paint everything in, uh, you know. 
rainbows and sunshine, you know, sometimes, you know, I get frustrated with when I see things like that. So I just, I try to tell you how I feel and, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but um, that's, that's <laughs> still how I feel. And I feel like I got to get it out sometimes. So anyway, I'll let you wrap this up. I know you're trying to, you, you know, if we were in the same room, if we were in the TV studio, you'd be pointing at me and swinging your hands and trying to get me to, trying to get me to stop yapping. So I'm doing I'll stop that, now. I'm doing that winded up motion. Yep. You know? Yep. So uh, you don't know this, but I apologize to listeners. There's been some slight Skype difficulties during this episode. This, it's not been crazy, but... Just you. Yeah, it's it, just know that it's Mike's fault. It's all my fault. Always my. Everything is always my fault. Um, mm-hmm. It's not been crazy, but you know, sorry guys. But thank you for listening, though. We always love. We love that you're here, and, and we'd love it when you get in touch with us. So social networks are always good. I am I Mike I M Y K E on uh, Twitter and app.net. Brad is Dowdyism D O W D Y I S M on Twitter and Dowdy D O W D Y on app.net. So get in touch with us there. Or you can email Brad. Brad loves to get your email. He is thepenaddict at gmail dot com. It's best, right? Yes. Excellent stuff. And we'll be back next week for episode number fifty three. Until next time, um, enjoy your pens. One and all. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye-bye.